Hey everyone and welcome to Already Cancelled, I am Peter, that is Connor and we are going to talk about Star Trek Season 1 Episode 19, it's called Tomorrow Is Yesterday, full spoilers for the episode as always. Is this our first time travel episode? I think it might be. Yeah, obviously we brought up, way, way early on in the season, we brought up, they, they mentioned they figured out a way we could theoretically go back in time. That's not how they went back in time in this. This was like an accidental thing yeah, that happened. Yeah. And I suppose that was technically time travel then. Mm. But this is our first proper time travel thing. where they've, they've, And it's a very specific type of time travel for Trek, which at the very least it does it again in one of the movies where it comes back to present day. Although by the time it does it in the movie, it's like 1987. <laughs> so it's a very different time period <laughs> in and of itself. Uh, so the plot of this one is that they accidentally end up getting thrown back to present day at the time, which is 1966, 1967, whenever. Probably 67, this would have been after. Yeah, after Christmas, it, it, they, they specifically said late 60s, so I would go with 7 versus 6. 60, 6 still feels like mid-60s. Yeah. They probably just were intentionally being vague, though, just so it didn't place yeah, it probably. exactly. Uh, Joe was fine about this. Though. So they come back to present day, and they encounter this uh, this Air Force pilot, uh, this uh, Major John Christopher, and they interact with him and all that. And it's all about them trying to like, cover the tracks so they don't accidentally mess up, you know, the timeline and change yeah. the future. What really stood out to me, and this just as a modern day viewer watching this episode, is that I had this moment of realization because they mentioned like moon like probes or space probes at one point. I went, oh yeah, this was before they even landed in the moon. It was just yeah. obviously there was lots of things made before they landed in the moon sixty nine, but it's just it's particularly funny with Star Trek because it's well Star Trek it's a sci fi yeah, show it, but space it's travel. landing on the moon and then so much further. Yeah, like it, it's just it's funny to think there was a time when Star Trek existed before we'd even made it to the moon, and I just that just kind of mm. is amusing to me. Uh, but nah, so so they interact with this this pilot and they end up having to go down to the base at one point to try and cover their tracks. Meanwhile, they're trying to like get their ship back up and running so they can try and figure out a way to uh, get back to their own time timeline, which involves slingshotting around the sun and shenanigans. And so, uh, so that was uh, did you enjoy Tomorrow Was Yesterday? Yeah, it was pretty good. I enjoyed it as well. I thought this was a really fun one. Uh, I, I think there was a lot of... There was a really cool reverse fish-out-of-water element to it because we know Star Trek, we know the crew, we know the Enterprise, we know Kirk, but we also know... You know, Earth, <laughs> like yeah. in the sixties. I mean, arguably for us, the sixties is more alien than Star Trek is, but still, we have an understanding of what the sixties was like and regular people and all that. And so, yeah. him being on board and like being mesmerized by everything. And I think one of my favorite little touches of the episode is when they, they beam him because they, they hold him with the tractor beam and okay, it's going to destroy the ship. We have to beam him on board. So they beam him on board, and Kirk is there to greet him in the transporter room, and. The way Kirk slit, they've lit him almost like he's a potential villain. They've got like the dark shadow yeah. across the, the top of his head, and he's got like, just the, you know the, the beam of light going across his eyes, kind of thing. And he's like, "Oh, I'm I'm James Kirk. Uh, this is all quite wonderful, I'm sure to you." Uh, but and he, he sort of, inter- but it almost sounds like a villain that could be trying to impress you before he tries to take over the world. <laughs> it does, yeah. And I, I guess it's supposed to just uh, put us in his mindset. It does, but and obviously we know that they're not going to harm. But it it push it does a a well enough job of flipping the tables just enough that we relate more to the the new person rather than we do the crew in this yeah, case. Yeah, I guess it's not to make us feel like Kirk's a threat because we know he's not. 
but but to make us just understand how this guy feels what he sees is is this guy going hey um, all this technology do you really trust me basically yeah, and it, it comes in as well, and on the bridge, and he's like joking about little green men and Spock over here. Oh, no, I don't believe in them either. And he looks over at Spock, and Spock's you know standing there with his ears, and like you know he's like touching his own ears, like well, what's going on? Is my ears went pointy? Is this a thing that happens yeah. here? Uh, uh, and it just, I, I think there's a general sort of fun sense to this episode because it is playing with all these things where it's like comparing what was at the time modern day with Star Trek and. Uh, even just comparing the military, because there's, there's a few little things in there about, uh, you know, he, he mentions to this major, oh, we were part of the United Earth uh, space program and all that. He's like, United Earth? And he's, he's trying to like, explain that it's all oh, like the Navy yeah. and all that's all merged. It's not the same as it was. Yeah, and... obviously, someone in the 60s, even now, you can't really wrap your head around there not being all these factions and, you know, warring nations. Uh, especially you know, the 60s was a bad time for it <laughs> yeah. arguably every time is a bad time for it but yeah sure yeah. but there was there was the, the height of paranoia was in the 60s yeah cold war and then by the end of the decade we're, we're hitting deep into vietnam territory yeah. so yeah not, not a pleasant time in that sense but uh, but what I liked as well is obviously it brings up a lot of these butterfly effect questions because Spock initially doesn't want to let him go back down to Earth oh we can't let him go back, he knows too much he's learning learning far too much about the future he could use that to gain or it could cause a ripple and we could never exist because it just happens that way yeah. and so on although I immediately, and I'm glad they actually addressed this, which I was glad because I immediately, as soon as he said that, I'm like but wouldn't not sending him back down cause even more of a ripple effect? yeah it seems kind of obvious, doesn't it? Yeah, his entire heritage would be wiped out because he wouldn't yeah. have any more children, and, and 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 Spock overlooked that weirdly. He did, and they do address it, and he brings it up and says, "Oh no, I've looked into you. You don't contribute anything." And then later on, he comes back and says, "Oh, by the way, I might have made a bit of a mistake. It turns out your son's quite important. He's basically John Connor. Let's not <laughs> let's not wipe you out." Yeah, uh, yeah. and it's funny because even when that came up, I thought to myself. So his son's meant to be the first person who like travels to to Saturn, which is a bit ambitious now, actually, given that given when we are on the, t- the timeline now, like he should be doing that about now if he's still a reasonable age. Yeah, like it's, it's almost too late. Like obviously, I'm not. It's not a complaint, but it's just they just tried to predict. Oh, we could maybe do that about that time, and we're already past this. Like nah, too late. Yeah. Kind of like Back to the Future Part Two with the flying cars. It's like nah, we missed that window. Who knows when we're getting we, there? We, we got the self-lacing shoes, though. We did. We did. Self-lacing shoes, and there is there is a functioning hoverboard. It's not as easy to use. It's a pain but, to get. But, no, but, but, but it exists. It does so, exist. You know, swings and roundabouts. You, you, you hit some, you miss some. And the Cubs did win the World Series. There, yeah. Which is the most amazing thing. that They just happened to get <laughs> that. I mean, they were one year out, admittedly, but... That's close enough, isn't it? Pretty impressive. Uh, didn't quite get to Jaws 19 though unfortunately no not they, yet they capped it at 4 for some stupid reason we could be having one of those every summer come on now start pumping out the Jaws movies uh, I'll you're going to regret you're going to regret that sentence in about 10 years time what when I've got 10 more Jaws movies and I'm just dying <laughs> for them to stop making Jaws movies because they're just doing the exact same thing every year <laughs> Pretty much. Oh dear. Uh, that's why you start getting more ridiculous. But then again, I suppose Sharknado and all that 
Bollocks has already... It filled the void, didn't it? Yeah. God damn it. That's the legacy of Jaws. It's Sharknado and Sharktopus and... Shark... Mega Shark versus... Whatever that movie's called. It's a versus Mega thing. Mega Shark versus Mecha Shark. Is that a thing? Pretty sure. sure that's a thing. Uh, sure, we could probably make up like ten of them and we'd get some of them just right by chance. That is true. Uh, so, yeah, so yeah, so I was I was thinking that okay, your son's meant to be the first person that goes on this round trip to uh, Saturn or whatever, and I was thinking, oh, maybe this was always meant to happen. Maybe the reason why your son has an interest in space exploration is because he remembered getting his stories as a kid about yeah, his yeah, dad that being was on a spaceship. I was considering as yeah. well. Uh, now, obviously, that turns out to be the case because they they magically. Uh, this is the, my one complaint of the episode is that I don't really understand how they insert the people back. Yeah, it lost me as well. I mean, the way see this is just maybe this is just too much modern time travel, you know, knowledge of the amount of things we've seen. But for hmm. me, it would be a case of keep them on the ship, reverse time so it never happens. You never take them versions on the ship cease to exist yeah either that or <sighs> yeah pretty much that because the only way i can think about it is if you reverse time and even let's say they don't cease to exist there'd be at least two of them but the way that happens in this is that they they beam them down into themselves yeah they like overwrite them but, but they don't overwrite because no, they don't have the new memories. Guess, yeah, it's the original. It's the one that's been overwritten, essentially, that keeps the memories because nothing's happened. At which point, a question, why are you bothering beaming them down and not just slitting their throats? Well, that's a bit sad. I mean, well, I mean you, you get the point, but... but... I, mean, I, I, I know I, I know McCoy and Kirk went on a conversation about, oh, they're, they're basically like <laughs> archaic in our society and they wouldn't be useful for anything, but... You could train them to do something useful. Just keep them around. Sure, sure. But if you're really insisting on preserving it, I don't understand why they have to send them back. Because the person's already there. They don't gain anything by sending them back. That doesn't. Although that doesn't get over the whole uh, him missing his family thing. It's going to be hard for him to accept that there's a version of him still with his family. They're quite happy. It's just you who have been taken out of the timeline. Well, yeah, that's why you just kill them. Kill those versions. Just well, they kind of did. Like beaming yeah, them into himself, kind of did kill them in a weird uh, way. I guess it does. They don't address it as killing them though, which is why it feels like they didn't. Yeah, they they don't. And the worst part is, um, I have well, I don't know. Maybe this exact thing won't pop up again. But I feel like this is the sort of thing that if if we get something similar to this later, I can see it completely. Yeah, way. I can see them pulling a flash and completely changing the rules. Hmm. That, that seems likely to me. That that's the one downside to dip. So the rest of it I had a lot of fun with because it was a lot of this, uh, like, pr- present thinking is to past yeah. thinking. There was some fun moment like uh, the major like sees a woman on the on the like one of the walkways and he's like a woman on a ship. What? What is this? Yeah, yeah. you also had Kirk talking to camera mm-hmm. at one point, which was which was weird. Yeah. So obviously, uh, I think it's when the. Uh, he's being interrogated and he's like oh, if you don't give me answers I'll have you locked up for 200 years and Kirk looks right at the camera and goes yeah that sounds about right I did like that line though that was a good line was it, it was a good line it was just weird how it was straight at the camera that's, Actually, that's not normal this episode might have my favourite fight scene so far in all of Star Trek is it that backhanded fist no it's uh, well that may be part of it but the, the, it's when 
So they're in the dark room and the soldiers have came to like corner them and Kurt comes out. Sulu beams up while the fight's going on because better one of them get caught in two of them. And Kirk tries to take on these three soldiers by himself. But some of the moves he's pulling off in this are the most silly and wonderful things I've ever seen. He basically throws himself at like two of them at like, like a clothesline. <laughs> he does, yes. Yeah. You know, he, he jumps almost horizontally into them and he, he kind of keeps doing that. And then there's rolling, there's jumping, there's... For, for a fight between four men that takes place in a fairly small room, there's a lot of wacky stuff going on in this. It's a really fun little energetic, if silly, but fun fight. I, I agree. The, the backhanded fist is not part of that. That's, uh, you know, when Spock comes in and he, he, he knocks the guy out. Ah, yeah, you're right, yeah. 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 It was, it was funny because they end up beaming up a second soldier by accident and He's just sort of he he refuses to leave the transport room and he, he just he's like <laughs> it's when he just stands still and they have to yeah. come and take his gun off him. Yeah, he's just standing there in shock, like uh, um, and then yeah, it's fun, isn't it? then later on one of the crew is like, uh, "Do you want something to eat?" He's like, uh, "Like what?" He's like, "What do you want?" Chicken soup. And then like, two seconds later, you can just smell chicken. He's like. And he puts his finger on it and is like, yeah, he's like, he's, he's a brave man dipping his finger into that clearly boiling hot soup. Yeah, I wouldn't have advised that. Because uh, oh, you can see the steam coming off it. I do want to point out, though, that this is something that bothered me just from like a, a, just, just a logical thing with a soup. Wait, I'll accept you have a magic thing that can make anything you want, right? I. But you have to tell it that. Yeah. Well, this is the thing. He puts in one of his little card things, right? But he's only holding like six cards. So yeah, you're telling like four. me four, four, six. Regardless, how many no, possible? It's even less. Yeah. It's like it's even more unlikely. How many possible food items is there on the planet? How many possible meals is there can there exist? And he's holding four cards, and he happens to say one of the things he's got a card for in his hand. Yeah, I, I would buy that they are all just generic food cards. You put it in and say what you want. Yeah, uh, I'll even hear something. Just have him press a button. Just because there was like four buttons. Just have him put a little combination. Maybe there's a number code for it. Yeah, you know, chicken soup is a item zero three four. So he puts in zero three four chicken soup. I'll accept that. But he just puts in this card, and chicken soup appears, and I'm like, "What? You had a card for chicken soup? You had four things in your hand, and one of them happened to be chicken soup, which is the exact thing he asked for." Yeah, I I, I queried that as well. <laughs> uh, I know we're t- we're picking this apart, but I, I did have a lot of fun. There was there was a lot of uh, really even just seeing the Enterprise fly like in the sky and not space for a change. It's mm, cool, like in the blue sky, and it cuts to you know this jet fighter, and he's like he's in his thing and he's talking and stuff, and it's just the, the whole thing. It was just it was a it was a fun sort of uh, it broke up the the, the monotony almost of starting. Not, not to say that it's been monotonous necessarily, but it's just so often it's like oh the encounter a being or a planet and things happen yeah it, it's an episode like this that makes you realize how often formulaic it is when all of a sudden they're so far out of the the, the usual what you expect do you know what it is though it's because we don't have to like most things they encounter something new that they don't know and they have to try and figure out okay what is this being what is this life form what is this ship whatever it is mm. here though we don't have to explain a goddamn thing because it's earth it's us we know this yeah, yeah, you're right. So we get to just have the fun of the the interactions, and we get to have some f- jokes, poking, poking at you know Star Trek itself and humanity, and you know it's, it's good. And even the the fact that the the pilots and the officers just think it's a UFO is, yeah. in, in and of itself, is kind of amusing. 
which again makes the the whole starting bit when he, he gets onto the ship and like Kirk's like in the shadows and he's like, "Welcome aboard, we are friends." <laughs> like, yeah, that's not intimidating, Kirk, <laughs> not at all. Uh, I think he's aware. I think he's he's gone to the engineers. Gone, hey, like me, like you would a stage villain. I want to have some fun with this. See when the slingshot uh, back through the sun at the end, there was some class. You know, there's the thing with the shape of the camera to make it look like the ships yeah. like having turbulence or whatever. Where they tilt the camera because they're, they're actually angling as they're going around the sun, and so all everyone's going like this and pretending they're they're, yeah. they're, they're off to the side, uh, and the camera's going. And what stood out to me about that? At one point, they all go the, the different direction. It's like it's, it's as if the ship's completely tilted the opposite way, but then it cuts to back outside, you know, an exterior with the sun, and the ship's still tilted the same way. It's because it works. It slings us because it, it goes around. It doesn't turn at any point mm. the ship itself doesn't turn the direction you're facing does but the ship doesn't turn on its axis yeah but that's always if you're on the ship that's always your left your left is always exactly. your left that's, yeah so they shouldn't have moved to the other side that's what I was arguing. Yeah, yeah, I was agreeing with you All right, okay. That's what I, was I, I thought you were trying to argue against me I was like wait no, no, no <laughs> Hey, exactly. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah, the ship's not tilted, so it shouldn't. They shouldn't be tilted yeah, back yeah, all the way. Yeah, yeah, I'm agreeing. Jesus Christ. Uh. <sighs> Funny episode, though. Uh, yeah, it was. Yeah, so some of the science doesn't quite add up, and some of it's completely theoretical nonsense. So it shouldn't yeah. anyway. But and they definitely just should have killed those two people instead of ceasing them to exist, or just taking them with them. Go and have some fun. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least the at least the the pilot, not maybe not the the, the major or general where he was. He he, I don't think he could have coped. <laughs> yeah, he he probably would have had a heart attack or a stroke or something in that in that region. Yeah, yeah. I like Kirk being interrogated and just like giving these like witty little answers. Like uh, I be- came down out of thin air. He's, you know, he's he's just essentially yeah, but... being honest, but like, he's yeah. he sounds like a crazy man to them. Uh, or even actually. When they, the, the soldier gets beamed up, has got them both at gunpoint. He's got Kirk and Sully at gunpoint, and he's like, in uh, the, the tele, the, the communicator's going, do do. He's like, what's that noise? Right. And Sully's so like, what noise? I don't yeah, hear anything. Don't hear anything. He's like, do it. I heard it. What is this? Is this some sort of weapon? <laughs> he's like, uh, no. It was good. It was fine. Uh, what's funny about that though is that joke wouldn't work as well today because today we hear a do do and we're like, it's a phone. But obviously, this is the sixties, and the idea that a phone is not attached to a cord on a wall or a table is, yeah, you know, blowing their minds. So, now I, I, I had a lot of fun with this one. I actually, I, I enjoyed this one. I probably like obviously last week's uh, had more of a good message to it, had more of a moral to the story, whereas this one was just a, a fun time. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, I don't know. Is there a moral in here? I don't know if there is. No, not really. I mean... Can't think of one. <laughs> it didn't seem like it, because they were just fixing their own mistake, and it was not It was an accident. It, it, it... Which I thought was interesting. We didn't even get to see the mistake. Like, they're just already here. Which, don't worry, I like the opening. I like that we opened, like, present-day Earth, and we see the Enterprise in, in the sky like a UFO. Well, that was yeah. a cool way to open the episode. That, that really set you up for what the episode was going to be, and that was really cool. But Yeah, definitely. Uh, it was a bit weird how we just cut into the into the bridge after that, and they're like, "Oh, that was that was oh that was hell. We we got thrown thrown through space. Yeah. What's happened, Scotty? 
<laughs> yeah, pretty much. And I guess it's just it's not that important. You don't really need to see it. No, and more importantly, do you really want to sit through the shaky cam of, of them being thrown back in time? Every damn time. Fair enough. I can't argue with that. Alright, that's this week's Star Trek. Uh, let us know what you think in the comments below. Now, of course, actually, this is the first one that is going up early for the Patreon. So if you're watching this on YouTube, uh, Patreon got it a week earlier. If you're watching... And if you're watching on YouTube, it also means the next one's already up on Patreon. Uh, that's how this works. Because we launched the Patreon. One of the bonuses is that these already cancelled episodes of Star Trek go up a week early on there. Uh, so head over to MailFuzz... Sorry, head over to... I always do that. I always say that the last part first. Head over to Patreon.com slash TV. Uh, to see other bonuses and stuff you can get. So if you want to help us out, you can uh, see them. I guess the way you could get around that is head over to Mildfuzz TV on Patreon because I'm sure if you search that on there, we'll pop right up. Probably, probably. I just I, I could certainly kind of know what the hell I'm talking about and just say the actual it, address. It, it, it would be a little bit more professional, wouldn't it? It would, yeah. But well, we don't pretend to be professional, do we? Uh, so if you want to support us, that'd be great, and you can go and check the sort of bonuses you can get out over there. But of course, just watching and liking and subscribing and all that stuff uh, also helps. And uh, let us know what you thought in the comments. Uh, get us on Twitter at mailed underscore fuzz for channel updates. Individual Twitters are on the screen uh, for everyday ramblings. But that's us, guys. So thank you once again. We'll see you next time. <laughs>